On this episode of Tamarindo, we're talking about the process of healing and how to get started. And for that, we are joined by Alex Perpoliera, who is an educator, activist, and community organizer. She is also the founder of the Woke Sister Collective. We have a conversation. She shares some reflection questions, and we also have a beautiful meditation that you don't want to miss. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast, hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder. And me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Tamarindo. Hello, hello, hello. ¿Cómo estás, Brenda? What's new with you? What, do you? what have you been thinking about or what have you been up to? Well, what I've been thinking about is the California recall. So this is, if you are not from California, you can just plug your ears and not listen for a little bit. But California listeners, I want to make sure that you are all ready to vote no on the recall that's happening on September 14th. You can look out for your mail-in ballots. Everyone should be getting those already. Again, because of uh, COVID, everyone is able to vote by mail. So you should be getting your ballots right away. Um, of course, you can decide to go and vote in person, but why would you do that? Just vote by mail. And I really, really want to stress how important this is, because if we don't vote, vote on this recall, vote no on the recall. You know, really, this is a Republican, undemocratic steal of the voice of the people. I don't know if you knew this, Anna Shayla, but I found out that um, Governor Newsom of California, he got the greatest share of votes in California history, just shy of 70%. So if we get him recalled, you're silencing the majority of California voters um, and they need one of the most popular elected governors of, of all history. And, you know, he's doing a good job. You know, the L.A. Times just reported that um, in California, we're doing so much better than the Republican led Texas than Republican led Florida when it comes to Delta. Of course, we're not out of the woods. Everybody should definitely still be masking and taking care of themselves. But we are doing so much better because our governor has been taking decisive actions to make sure that we are masked. Meanwhile, over there in Florida, uh, they're penalizing superintendents that want to have mask mandates. Right. So we are in so much such better shape and we got to make sure that we keep the governor in office. And I'm going to continue here on this little rant a little longer. So since 2014, advocates in California have been pushing to expand Medicaid, which is the state's program for medical insurance for undocumented folks. You know, they've been at it for a long time to make sure that folks in California are covered. And although not everybody's been added to this, uh, one piece of great news that happened this just this June uh, because of Governor Newsom's leadership in part, of course, mostly because of the advocates, we've been able to to expand Medicare uh, for folks 50 and up, providing health care to over 235,000 people that didn't have it before. This is, again, under Governor Newsom. So if you want some good news about him and reasons to be voting no on the recall, I just gave you a bunch. One final reason. I love his current wife, <laughs> who is Jennifer Newsom, who is uh, amazing. She's a documentary filmmaker and part of a project called Misrepresentation. This film has been out for many years now, where she really highlights the way women are misrepresented in media. So these are all the reasons why I got to remind you to vote no on the recall. Yeah, well, I'll start by saying I, I did also love that documentary when I first saw it. But I also I remember reading about this just recently and I didn't get why it's even possible 
to have these recall elections. Like it felt like it didn't feel very democratic <laughs> and it feels like it really just puts it like the people that are more compelled to vote are people that that want to recall, right? Like there's more incentive there if you're feeling more fiery about recalling someone. So I just, the whole thing just, I'm, I'm, I, I remember thinking about you, Brenda, because I wanted to ask you, I was like, I'm surprised this is even possible. Like, I don't understand how this is possible. <laughs> yes, yes. This is the, the legacy of um, California's direct democracy attempts, which went totally off the wall and I could go into it, but we won't do it now. But you did mention a very important point, Anna Shayla, which is that the, the people that got this ballot to happen, they are fired up. Us Democrats, we were like just comfortable chilling with our governor. Governor Barbie is what I like to call him because he is a very good looking man. Right. We did our work already. <laughs> right. We did our work. And so less of us are going to be motivated to vote. Those people are motivated to vote. So this is your message right now. Don't lose that motivation. Get everybody that you know to vote because we can't snooze on this. We absolutely cannot snooze on this. And we got to make sure that we vote no on the recall. So with that, Sheila, ¿qué pasa contigo? Um, what's up with me? Um, other than just trying to catch up on on things and, and trying to stay safe while still having a enjoying life. Oh, recently I came back from me and, and my girlfriend. We took a, like a, we planned a little weekend retreat for our where we were mostly unplugged and we mostly wrote and read. And it was just so nourishing, you know, because living here in Mexico, this is the first time we've lived together. And so like, there's a lot of new things that we've been experiencing as people, as individuals, but also as a couple. So it was really important for us to have like dedicated time to connect and, and really go deep about what we want, um, how our relationship is going. So just a good reminder to, for folks to, to make time to, to connect with your with your partners, because I know that COVID has been, you know, has has hit a lot of relationships hard because of all the, the different things that have come our way. Right. Right. So speaking of, um, you know, difficult things and having the opportunity, the space to heal, who do we have today? Tell us. Yeah. So, you know, like we've obviously all had to face like grief and, and pain in, in a lot of ways during during COVID. And so we've been thinking a lot about healing. And so today we want to talk about how to start to heal. So maybe some of y'all are, are just starting a healing journey, but like, how do I even do this? And so today for our conversation, we are joined by Alex Purple Liera, who is an educator, activist and community organizer. She is the founder of the Woke Sister Collective and the collective offers a wide variety of a BIWOC folk focused events, circles, and workshops that educate, motivate, and empower women in our communities. Okay, let's uh, hear your conversation with Purple. Good morning, buenas tardes, wherever you are, tamarindo amigos. I'm so happy to be joined today by Purple. She's an educator, activist, and community organizer, and she's also the founder of the Woke Sister Collective. Thank you so much for being with us. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. It's so beautiful to be with your community, with the community um, overall. See, and I, you know, have been following your work for, for a bit now and, you know, leading up to this conversation, just the conversations we've had, it's just been so beautiful to get to connect with you and, and feel como, like where your heart is and in, in your work and, and to be able to share you with our listeners today. <laughs> Thank you. It's awesome to be here. It's awesome to talk about healing and to just be in community. I'm so very grateful. I'm grateful for everyone that's tuning in and, um, yeah. 
Este, yes, I feel like, you know, grief, pain, distress, trauma, all those words, I feel like most of the people in our community can really relate to in some way. And I feel like, unfortunately, um, this has felt even heavier, or at least more in our face in the time since since COVID began for, for so many reasons, right? And so today we wanted the focus of our episode to be the process of healing and what's important to think about as we start to actively heal. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, but before we get into to this topic, I wanted, Purple, if you could briefly just tell our listeners about, um, about the Woke Sister Collective, how it got started, what it means to you. Yeah. So the Woke Sister Collective started, I want to say, in 2016. Um, but it really started in this healing journey. I've been in this uh, on this red road, on this healing journey for 10 plus years. In my own healing, I had a lot of support. I've been very blessed, had a lot of mentors, maestras, teachers, friends, a lot of women who guided me and supported me when I really needed um, that healing. And in that process, I was introduced to Women's Circle um, that was being facilitated at Corazón del Pueblo. And I started attending as a participant. And at the same time, simultaneously, I was attending an all-women's lodge. Um, and as I was being held and, you know, healing, um, I was asked to help facilitate uh, Women's Circle. Um, we had moved over to Eastside Cafe, which is an autonomous community space, which is where I do a lot of the community organizing um, at this moment. And so I started facilitating Women's Circle and I needed um, more women to come and find out about, you know, this space and this space that meant a lot to me personally. And also I knew how much it helped me. And so I wanted to help others. And so I started the Women of Color Sister Collective page and it just grew from there. It became not only, um, you know, an on-site um, healing space. It became a virtual healing space, which was really mm -hmm. awesome. I was able to really um, be able to support um, healing um, in a broader way. And during the pandemic, the page really grew. It really grew. So it, it has been a really beautiful journey to just see it grow, um, sprout from a little seed into a beautiful, amazing flower. And I'm just um, really happy that the community is able to really benefit from the medicine because it really comes from a, from a place of love. And so I'm just happy that it has been growing. Yeah. And, and I can feel the love and I, we haven't even met in person, but I can feel it. No. And it's so powerful because like the page and the platform grew because it's what people were seeking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that is so, so powerful to know como que the, you are aligned with what the community needs. Yeah. It was a tough year. Like you mentioned COVID mm -hmm. when COVID happened, um, there was a lot of grief. There was a lot of grief, a lot of heaviness, a lot of uncertainty because we weren't certain what was going to happen. People, you know, were, were losing their jobs. People were losing loved ones. People were losing a sense of, um, way of routine, like way, a ways of life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me personally, I I was going through it myself. My dad um, was sick at the time and, and um, 
throughout that process, like the heaviness of also what was going on in the political climate, you know, of like we were seeing what happened with George Floyd and people were fed up, were fed up with um, just these systems of oppression that weren't built for us uh, as BIPOC, Mm -hmm. you know, and that anger. There was just so many emotions. And so for me, I had a also like a calling of like, I need to hold space and I also need to go out there and like really be a voice for the Black community and and use the privilege that I have, use the platform that I have created to really bring awareness. And, you know, I think that even though it was a lot of a heaviness, there was also opportunities for us to come together as a community and heal collectively. Yes. I don't have my matraca, but if I had it, I would be like spinning it around really loud. <laughs> like everything. I felt everything you said. And I think what's really important is to also have como people like you and just more people of color that are leading this work. Right. Because I think in the past when we, you know, people that we, if we were seeking healing, like sometimes it was hard to find yeah. people that we, that, that we connected to. And I think that that's like why this is so important and why we want to, um, you know, promote voices like like yours. And, and I remember, for example, like when I, you know, I had a, a health injury that was como sort of like my spark that, yeah. that made me como reflect on a lot of things. Um, and I lost my grandmother right after. So I had a lot of, a lot of grief, a lot of pain, a lot of reflection on just how I had been living life. Yeah. And so, so I got to this point where I was like, fuck, like I, I need to do something different. I need to start healing. There's yeah. things that I need to heal from, like from when I was little. And now there's like new things, like the gr- the new grief sort of como activated a lot of new healing, verdad? Yeah. And so I remember though, like the, even getting to the point of like, I need to heal was like a como que, like my mind, my mom was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. it's like, I felt like como que my heart had como, like I was like raw, but then I was like, what, where do I, okay, I feel raw now, but now what do I do? Right. And so that's why we wanted to sort of talk like this. So, so maybe some of y'all are, are feeling like this, like you're, something has happened, whether it was COVID or things that came up really, like because of COVID or adjacent to COVID, where we're like, okay, I'm ready to heal. Like I'm raw, but then it's like, what do you do? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, what would you recommend to folks that are like, okay, I'm ready to heal, but yeah. you know, how, how do they start their healing journey? What are some things that, you know, people can be thinking about or how, in terms of how to go about it? Yeah, well, first and foremost, like if you are at that stage of like, I'm ready to heal, congratulations. Like that is freaking awesome because you're at a place now where you're you're ready and there is no perfect timing for it. There's no like, you know, complete alignment of like when this is going to happen. It happens when it needs to happen. And congratulations for, for getting to that point because I know it's not easy from a personal experience I know that getting to the point of like wow I I need something outside of me to really help me uh, make this change you know so that's a very vulnerable and beautiful space to be in to to acknowledge that you're ready to heal and I would say starting with that and celebrating that starting with celebrating hey like 
I'm, I'm making a commitment not only to heal, but like your own healing will spark healing in your community, it will spark healing in your family, will spark healing with all those around you because you are that embodying that example and showing others that they are also worthy of healing. And I would say starting with just acknowledging that's the first step, acknowledging that you need healing and then figuring out what works for you because what works for me, what works for Anna is not going to work for you. Like it might or might not. So trusting that, hey, like and figuring out what are your needs? What is it that you're needing? And later on, we'll have a little bit of journaling questions and I'll help you kind of guide you through that process. But I would say really just trying to assess what is your heart needing? What is your spirit needing? Because really putting all those things that your heart, that your spirit is needing is um, meeting your needs, right? And when we talk about self-care, when we talk about healing, sometimes the um, media sometimes like the pressure of like oh we need to do this and we need to do that and even healing becomes like oh we need to heal and it needs to be in a certain way no healing doesn't need to be in a certain way healing is not linear healing is a process and it's a lifelong journey like we don't begin healing and then there's no end point it keeps going because life continues to happen with or without us and um there's gonna come times that we have these challenges in our lives that we need to overcome and we're also peeling a lot of layers a lot of trauma a lot of uh things that have happened to us that we maybe we haven't acknowledged but subconsciously they're sitting there and subconsciously that's how we present ourselves to the world that's how we make decisions in our life and when we start unpacking Hacking all that, we start realizing, whoa, what's really driving my decisions? Is it my wounded self? Is it my ego? Or is it my heart, my soul, my spirit, what I really need? And so it's getting to that point. It's getting to realize what is it that your heart is needing, your soul is needing? Like, do you need to slow down and take some time for yourself? Do you need to um, really assess where, what is it that you want to do? Maybe you need to leave that toxic job, and but you've been afraid because it's like it's scary and you know I'm first generation so for me I was raised with like you know I need to work and I need to work hard and all this stuff right so for me it was a process of like peeling those layers of being okay with taking breaks being okay with leaving that toxic job being okay with like you know um, shifting and starting my own business like you know like and sometimes we're gonna be that person in our families that does the opposite of what they do and that's okay and I know that comes with challenges also because the pressure of families but when it's just get it is though you need to be that and why aren't you married and this and this and it's like being so strong in your beliefs and being so strong and so assertive and like I know what my heart needs and we're here we are a spirit here on earth that we're we're living an experience but because of capitalism because of all these systems of oppression they force us to do things that are not allowing our souls to thrive we're not machines we're not meant to be producing work all the time we're meant to live this beautiful experience and it's okay to do that it's okay to make time for ourselves to rest it's okay to make time to heal so I think starting with um you know looking for what's gonna work for you and seeing um, making sure that you also like do a little bit of research because I know that we get so excited and we're like, okay, it's so hard getting to the point <laughs> to where we acknowledge that we're going to heal, right? That we get yes. so excited. <laughs> we're like, 
let's see you, let me jump, yo también, yo, yo soy bien atrevida y me tiro on everything, <laughs> but I, that taught me a lot to be like, okay, I have to be conscious of who I'm sharing that vulnerability with, because I also need to be aware, if I don't feel safe, I'm not going to be able to heal, you know, and so also doing your research, it's okay to ask healers and other, like, where did you learn from, where are your modalities, who are your teachers, who keeps you accountable, um, and making sure that it's safe space for you. If you try some and it just doesn't feel right, it's okay. Don't force it. You don't have to do do that modality. There's so many holistic ways to heal. There's also therapy. I'm big advocate for therapy. Therapy has helped me. Um, I say try what works for you and follow your intuition. Follow, um, you know, that gut feeling, but also do your research and what's going to work for you. Que es lo que necesitas? Like, what is mm -hmm. it that your heart is needing? I think it's going to really help you. Like, do you need to be apapachada? Do you need to be held? You know, there's Spaces like that where you can be held, you know, and um, in a safe space. Um, is it your body? Your body needs to release. Is it your body? Or is it that you don't know? You need community. Um, so trying like a healing circle, trying therapy, and then just uh, figuring out like if that's if that's the best practice for you, asking around and doing your research. I would say that's most important. Slow down. It's okay. Healing also doesn't need all this elaborate stuff healing can also be journaling can also be taking a hike mm -hmm. can also be meditating there's a lot of meditations out there that you can look at um, books books are also a way of healing like reading self-help books for me some of the books that helped me um, discover my communication style was like nonviolent communication I read the four agreements that was the very first book that I read that like led me into my healing and I was like oh wow yeah like I learned about the mitotero right that little voice inside of us that tells us all these things that tries to get us away from our authentic self que nos dice no no puedes you can't do this you can't do that um so I would say definitely um looking for what things that resonate for you like if you like reading if you like um listening to audiobooks and stuff like that I love that. I think you just shared so many nuggets. Este, so just a few things that stood out to me. So, you know, starting with acknowledgement, celebrating your healing. I love that. Celebrating your healing because your healing is also helping your community heal. I think that's so powerful. Just being curious, right? Este, like not applying capitalism to your healing journey. Like that was huge for me because I caught myself like, first of all, I think capitalism stopped me from starting my healing sooner because I was like, oh no, I can't stop to explore my inner self. Like I don't have time for that. You know? So that's, I was pushing everything away that, that like pushing away como that inner reflection or that healing. And then when I started my healing journey, I caught myself like applying you know, capitalism again to it, meaning like, okay, like, how am I doing with my healing? Like, where am I at now? Like literally measuring it the way that I used to measure, like, you know, corporate shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cause it becomes that, like the pressure of like, I have to heal. And it's like, no, 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 no. See, it doesn't have to be another task that you have to check mm -hmm. off your box. It doesn't. So if y'all are, yeah. So if y'all catch yourself doing that, like, you know, whew, take a breath and let it go. I think finding a safe space was, was really big you know, yeah, the, it's not linear. Like you're going to have moments that like where you're really healing and other moments where you feel a little stuck and, and that's okay. And connecting with yourself. And I think that maybe sometimes people can also struggle with like, how do you start to listen to yourself when you weren't making time for that? 
Um, so maybe that's something that like through the, the questions or the reflection we can, we can touch on a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And I'd say even making that time, just how we schedule appointments for like our work, just how we schedule appointments for like, you know, I need to go to the market or whatever, make that time in your calendar once a month, every other week, however, of like, this is going to be my me time. The time that I check in with myself or the time that I, you know, I, I'm going to just make this time and space for me, whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be planned. It could be like whatever it is that I feel I need that week, or maybe I just need to reflect. What do I need? You know, and it can be simple. like, I just need to rest and lay down and take a nap. Like, you know, whatever it is, I think, yeah, sometimes we go big and think that we need to do like all this elaborate stuff, take a bath and like all this. Mm -hmm. I love baths. (laughs) I love baths. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes it doesn't our body just needs to rest and adding another task to it is is not helping. It's actually we're going backwards instead of forward and being gentle on ourselves of like, it's okay if you didn't meet that appointment of your me time. It's okay if you didn't, you know, get to do your healing or it's okay of wherever you are at, like being starting there of being that forgiveness, forgiving yourself for, for all that, because sometimes it's out of our hands. It's out of our control. And we live in a fast paced world. And sometimes it's hard to, to be resistant or to be the opposite of that, you know, and it's a whole new way of living the way society is. And that's okay. And sometimes it could be lonely and it could feel lonely. I think showing yourself grace throughout your healing journey is going to be key because sometimes we're not going to be able to do what we need to do and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back and Purple's going to walk us through some reflection questions for y'all to start to open yourself up and then lead us in a meditation. So we'll be right back. All right, y'all, we're back with Purple. So I'd love for you to share with our listeners, what's something that you want to give a matraca to? So what's something you're loving right now? Something I'm loving right now is my friends. (laughs) They are amazing. I feel very lucky. They recently did something very special for me um, that I didn't even realize, which was taking me away for a nice little vacation. So I'm really loving my friends right now. Beautiful. Yes. Um, okay. How about what do you want to put in the basura? What do I want to put in the basura? I want to put limiting beliefs in the basura. I think that because I've had a lot of change this year, I've been thinking, um, I haven't been thinking outside the box in the way I can do Mm. things. And I think my way, my getaway weekend with my friends allowed me to realize like, yeah, things can, I can still, um, prioritize myself, which is going to look different as I hold space. Um, so I'm throwing away limiting beliefs. Yes. And that's such a good reminder, y'all. Like when you're feeling como stuck or like, yeah, you're stuck in the day to day. That's a really good point to take a step back and do something different so that you can como expand the, your, your possibilities, verdad? Yeah. And how about, uh, what's giving you calma? What's keeping you grounded right now? Ah, what's keeping me grounded right now is 
my medicine, like the medicine that I'm able to receive. Um, I feel very blessed and very um, just honored that I ha- I found these ways of healing. And mm-hmm. anytime that I feel lost or I feel like misguided, I know that I can call in, you know, that energy, my ancestors and just reground. Like I know I have the tools because they were given to me and they were passed down to me um, when I was ready to heal. So I feel really blessed that I have those tools and that I get to share these tools with the community. Yes. And and so before we get into, uh, you know, the reflection and the meditation, where can people uh, follow you? You know, where can they learn about the different the classes and, and sessions that you're, you're offering? Yeah. So right now you can find me on the Women of Color Sister Collective on either Instagram, Facebook. Um, I also have a TikTok now, which is really fun. <laughs> I'm exploring videos, um, which is really cool. I'll have more videos coming up on TikTok. And then I have our webpage is finally coming up. We're working on it. So if you go, you'll find the landing page, but um, more stuff will be coming up. I'm I'm getting ready um, to put out more work out there and put out more workshops. I do have a workshop coming up with the collective um, on August 21st, and it's still open. Spots are available, and it's for Wei Mikailuit, honoring our ancestors, a dance with death and grief. So it's talking about the mm. traditional ceremony, um, Dia de los Muertos, but it's called Wei Mikailuit. Um, and so we're going to be honoring grief, and we're going to be talking about that ceremony, honoring grief, and just building our altares. Um, so that'll be awesome. And then I have an inner child healing workshop on August 29th and all these workshops you can find them on Instagram link in the bio Um, and then I'll have more coming up I'm planning already to end the year strong and just really putting more meditations out there especially in Spanish um, for a Spanish-speaking community I want to really support that's been my mission uh, this year to really just expand um, and doing workshops and meditations in Spanish so stay tuned for that. So beautiful. Thank you so much for for all the work that you do, Purple. So I'd love to invite you now to uh, lead the reflection for folks. Awesome. Okay, so what we're going to do right now is I'm going to ask you to find a space in your home or in your office or wherever you are. All right, I'm going to ask you to ground into your sacred space. Take a deep breath in. Exhale. Close your eyes. You can sit down, you can lay down, whatever feels more most comfortable for you. So as you sit down and land to your sacred space, take a deep breath in. Breathe in through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. And when you exhale, you want to make that sigh noise. Release all that is holding you back. Release all the tension from this week, from this month, from this year. Take a deep breath in and let it go. Allowing your body to feel lighter and lighter with each exhale. Take a deep breath in and exhale. And as you land into this sacred space, I want you to float away to anywhere you want to go. And that can be in the universe, walking on the moon. That could be in an island in Hawaii, next to a waterfall. 
That could be at your grandmother's house, your abuelita's house, drinking some cafecito. It could be anywhere your heart desires. Give yourself the opportunity to fly away into your sacred space. Take a deep breath in. Exhale. And as we land into this beautiful space that we are building collectively, I want you to let go of anything that you needed to take care of before being on this meditation so that you can be fully present. Take a deep breath in and exhale. And as we open up space, I want to ask for permission from the guardians of this land, the original caretakers. I want to ask for permission to open up space in a good way. I want to ask for permission from my ancestors, those who are medicine keepers, those who are carriers of light, those who are healers. I ask for permission to open up space in a good way. I ask that you guide me with the right words for this meditation. I ask for you to protect me and all those who are listening. Take a deep breath in and exhale. And as we continue to land in this beautiful space, I want you to bless the room to the left and to the right of you. Take a deep breath in and exhale. I want you to bless the room above and below you. Take a deep breath in. Exhale. And I want you to bless yourself within. Put one hand on your heart, one hand on your stomach. Take a deep breath in. And exhale. And keep your hand on your heart, your hand on your stomach. Your heart is your spirit your passion, your stomach is your intuition, your guidance, your compass. And I want you to connect with that source, knowing that you are sacred, you are medicine, that you are powerful. I want you to set an intention for this meditation, what it is that you want to release And what do you want to bring in or call in? And I want you to ground yourself in that intention. Take a deep breath in. And exhale. Keep your hand on your heart. Keep your hand on your stomach. Repeat after me. I am safe. I am safe. I am grounded. I am grounded. I am worthy. I am worthy. I am medicine. I am medicine. I am worthy of my dreams. I am worthy of my dreams. I am worthy of healing. I am worthy of healing. I am worthy of this meditation. I am worthy of this meditation. I am worthy of rest. I am worthy of rest. I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. Take a deep breath in. Exhale. Gently put your hands back down. And as you're tuning in with your body, as your feet or your body are firmly grounded into the earth, I want you to imagine these beautiful roots 
coming down from the bottom of your feet or from underneath your back, grounding into the earth, hugging the earth, knowing that you are safe, that you are grounded. Take a deep breath in. Exhale. And I want you to visualize this beautiful, bright, purple light coming in from the top of your head down to your forehead, clearing any negative thoughts, only positive thoughts taking up space. Allow this light to come down to your eyes so that you can see your vision clearly. Allow this light to warm your face. Relax your cheeks. Relax your jaw. Unclench your jaw. Allow this light to come down to your mouth, down to your throat, so that you can speak your truth, so that you can speak your truth with kindness, with love, speaking your truth to power, speaking your truth to justice. Bringing that light down to your arms, down to your shoulders. Relax your shoulders, relax your arms. Blessing your beautiful, hardworking hands with abundance. Allow this beautiful light to feel all the warmth in your hands. And allow this light to come back to your heart. Open your heart. Melt away any walls around your heart. Soft in your heart. Soft in your heart. You are safe. You are loved. You are worthy. Allow all the healing, all the abundance to come in. Allow the walls to melt away around your heart. You are lovable. You are lovable. You are lovable. You are worthy. You are safe. You are sacred. Allow all the ancestors to hold you and wash away any sadness. Allow them to hold you. You are safe. You are beautiful. Allow this light to come down to your stomach. Clear away any doubt. Trust your intuition. Trust your intuition. Trust your intuition. You are guided. You are protected. You are safe. Allow this light to come down to your legs and feet. Allow them to bless your journey and your path. Allow them to bless your beautiful feet. Allow yourself to be blessed by this beautiful purple light. And now you have this beautiful aura, this beautiful purple light, the light of passion, the light of love, the light of spirit. You are protected. You are safe. Deja que te arruyen los ancestors. And just take some time for yourself at this moment. Take a deep breath in. Exhale. And allow yourself to just be. Knowing and trusting that creator, the ancestors, your grandmothers, all your relatives here, guiding you and protecting you. You are supported. You are loved. Allowing your heart to expand. Allowing you to dream. 
allowing you to take up space because you are sacred, you are medicine, you are powerful. Allowing yourself to tap into your power, tap into your medicine. Don't leave this world without sharing your medicine. Don't leave this world without sharing your medicine. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Take a deep breath in. Exhale. And knowing and trusting that you have everything you need inside of you. You have everything you need inside of you. You're never alone. You're always protected. You are safe. You are safe. Take a deep breath in and exhale. Put one hand on your heart, one hand on your stomach. <laughs> Repeat after me. I am safe. I am safe. I am loved. I am loved. I am worthy. I am worthy. I am ready to take on this healing journey. I am ready to take on this healing journey. I am powerful. I am powerful. I am sacred. I am sacred. I am medicine. Take a deep breath in and exhale and come back to yourself. Come back to yourself. Take a deep breath in. When you're ready, open your eyes. <laughs> La gallinita. <laughs> uh, or maybe it was a part of the meditation. I was you messing up my meditation. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. No, gosh, that was perfect. So it was funny. like perfect timing in in a way. You know. <laughs> yeah, I woke us up. It's time to wake up. I was like, <laughs> Dude, it's 11. <laughs> People are up over here. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, sometimes a rooster just wants oh to God. crow when they want to crow, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, that meditation yeah. was down. <laughs> I was no sabes. I, I, I needed that so much. I'm like speechless right now. That's exactly what I needed right now. And I hope our listeners feel the same. That was so powerful. Thank you so much for, for your magic and reminding us that we're here to tap into ours. Yay. Thank you so much. I hope that you enjoyed the meditation. I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day and that you receive all the beautiful medicine from all the elements and all the animals. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us today. All right. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed that meditation as much as I did. I know I was needing that so much. I had had kind of like a, like a tough day. So to hearing that was actually really helpful. And it was a reminder for me that when we have those tough moments where we feel a little stuck, it's always good to do a grounding practice, like a, like a meditation like that. So hopefully it helped you at whatever time you listen to this. Right. <laughs> so with that, let's wrap up with some matracas and basuras. So Brenda, what gets your matraca this week? What are you celebrating? You know, I'm celebrating that um, despite all the challenges of 2021, uh, as a woman, I'm very grateful to live in the present of where the, you know, the time and age, I would never want to go back because it's always been worse for women. It's always been worse for women. But specifically, one of the things I'm giving a matraca to is just 
how lazy I get to be because I never have to learn how to change a tire because I, I have a cell phone. There's just so many things that I th- sometimes sit and think, gosh, if I didn't have a cell phone, if I didn't have um, someone that I could just call AAA and, and bail me out of this situation, it would really stink. So I'm just grateful for being in the future. <laughs> that's that's my matraca. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What is your matraca? Um, I'm giving a matraca to um, just like more relational interactions at businesses. <laughs> and that's what I mean by that is here in Mexico, um, there's places that I go to sometimes like my gym or the place I buy tortillas. And there's been times where like, I didn't have some, I didn't have money or some, some, for some reason, like something happened and they're like, oh yeah, just, just, just pay me tomorrow or at the gym, like, like same thing. Like there's so much flexibility. And I think it's really like, it, it makes me feel so much more connected to, to that business and to that community. So just like when I love just things, not feeling as transactional. And so it makes me feel like I want to keep investing in, in that business because of how they've treated me. So that's what I'm giving a matraca to building my community and things that feel more relational instead of transactional. Uh, matraca to that. See, si. And then how about basura? What you, do you have something for la basura, Brenda? I do have something in la basura, just as shallow as my last was my matraca. I really want to throw in la basura people that leave voicemails period, because uh, who checks the freaking voicemail? But second and worse, the worst offenders, which is Jeff. Jeff is the worst offender at this. People whose voicemail is, call me back when you get this. What? Like, if you're going to leave a voicemail, can you please provide some specific information so that maybe I could even text you back my answer? Like, call me back when you get this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, so anyways, a la basura, people that leave voicemails. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, I actually, if, if they're, if they have a point, sometimes I actually do like voicemails because sometimes I'm like, okay, if they have a point, see, if they have a point, <laughs> Because if if I don't have to actually get on a call with you, sometimes that's good. Because sometimes I'm a little bit like, Ugh, me da flojera, like getting on the phone sometimes. As, and you know this. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, give me the details. You could text it. You could slack right. it. But don't say, don't mm-hmm. leave me a voicemail. First of all, I, I've gone to the trouble of checking your stupid voice message. And if it says, call me back when you get this. Oh, that really sets me off. That really sets me mm-hmm. off. <laughs> Do you have a voicemail, by the way, Brenda? I don't even know. Do you have a, I don't even know. I don't even know. In my voicemail, I actually like I took time to create it and I say, um, I'll I know. I know what you say. I, I know what you say. You say <laughs> buenos dias, buenas tardes. <laughs> right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I thought it was clever. <laughs> <laughs> you said you say, I actually haven't noticed that it says I'll give you a call back if I want to. <laughs> Yeah, that's the best I have, part. <laughs> I love it. I probably hang up as soon as I hear your voicemail because I will not leave a voice message. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what's your basura go- going to? I got one. I want like whoever made it so easy to have a recall election. Like that doesn't feel democratic. And I think that should go in the basura. Right there <laughs> with you. Or making it so easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Well, I guess you're right. I guess we ought to have some sort of me- mechanism. I mean, yeah, I suppose. Pero de todas formas. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining this awesome episode. Please share this episode with someone that you adore and that might want to hear the healing words of purple. Bueno, muchas gracias, Ana Sheila. See you next time. Gracias a ti. Miss you. Bye. Bye. Pon tu suéter. Y cálmate, te calmo. 
Tamarindo Podcast is part of Sonoro Media. It is hosted by Brenda Gonzalez and Ana Sheila Victorino. Producer Jeff provides original music and Michelle Andrade edits the show. Follow us on Instagram at Tamarindo Podcast and on Twitter at Tamarindo Cast. Support our show by sharing this episode with a friend, writing us a review on Apple Podcasts, or contributing financially to the show. All contributions, big or small, help us keep bringing you great conversations and free or low-cost events. To get in touch with us or to support us, please go to tamarindopodcast.com. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI, 220099.